it's episode 11. Um, hooray for me. So sometimes we have to give our own selves a shout out. Uh, I, I knew that I would make it to this point, but it's also really awesome to feel like, wow, I've done 10 previous and now on the 11th project by myself, sitting in a room, sometimes no, going from notes, sometimes going from the top of my dome and sharing stuff that goes on in my head. So yay. Hooray. So episode 11. I believe I have two topics uh, to cover in this episode. One is going to be fear and the second one's going to be, you'll hear it when we get to it. <clears throat> so recently I got a chance to go see um, an author, creator, TED Talk person. Her name is Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, you may know her. She kind of runs in that uh, Brene Brown-ish circle. And we got to sit down and have and have a conversation. Wouldn't that be cute? To listen to a conversation that she was having at this arts and culture event in um, the Bay. And I'm going to read a few pieces, like uh, a few notes around fear um, and why we kind of unfortunately embrace fear at different times in our lives. So this is off of her, out of her book, um, giving credit to, I don't know how to do this thing, but giving credit to Elizabeth Gilbert. The book is called Big Magic. There was also po a podcast that she did, like a six series podcast. Um, it had two seasons where she talked about, with different people about magic and creativity, um, et cetera. So in the one of the chapters of the book, she talks through this kind of stanza, if you will. It says, you're afraid your work isn't politically, emotionally, or artistically important enough to change anyone's life. You're afraid you have no talent. You're afraid you'll be rejected or criticized or ridiculed or misunderstood or, worst of all, ignored. You're afraid there's no market for your creativity and, therefore, no point in pursuing it. You're afraid somebody else already did it. You're afraid everybody else did it better. You're afraid you don't have the, the right training or right degree. You're afraid of what your peers and coworkers will say if you express your personal truth aloud. So that last one hit me. It, it slapped me upside the head, which once I was through with that recovery, I started thinking about all the ways that fear tries to show up and uh, for all intents and purposes, how it tries to show up and show out. So I was thinking through, like, what are some of the things that I am afraid of and why? Because really there, I mean, people are afraid of like things like you may be afraid of spiders. You may be afraid of snakes. You may be af afraid of heights and things like that. But there are some things that we don't necessarily have uh, the basis of what is causing that fear. I often think through when I first started running and working out kind of like hardcore excuse me, and I had a fear that I was going to be the last person at the race. I was still going to be running, but it was going to be so slow of a pace that they were going to, there would be a car, you know, driving beside me that was going like 0.5 miles an hour, but I was still going. So I was afraid I would be the last one. I never have been, thankfully. I was afraid that I would fall through the race and hurt myself and have to be carted off in an ambulance. Um, and then I had to remember people fall and then they get back up. But I just remembered this fear of like, what if I get out there and I don't finish or I don't do a good job? And I was creating this fear and I, I'm not even sure where it comes from um, of success and of doing something well in my eyes. 
um, I eventually got over that clearly and I love running and it has given me much more than the physical aspect of feeling better um, physically in my body, kind of responding to that activity. Um, but when I stop and think about how much it has given me when I, once I decided to get over that fear, so it was 100% a conscious effort, effort to get over that fear. Because I remember my first race, I believe I ran by myself and I'm fine. I love doing things by myself. It wasn't the by myself part, but it was when I looked around and so many people were with two or three people or a group of folks. And I was like, I'm by myself and I didn't have anybody to talk to knowing good and well, I didn't want to talk to anybody anyway, but to not have that option felt, um, monumental. So there, there, there's this, this voice in our heads that tells us that we shouldn't be doing something or that we make it up to be harder than what it may actually be. And so we, we scare ourselves or give, create so much fear that we don't, move forward and pursue whatever, um, creative project that we are going into. I also had to reconcile with the fact that, and this feels weird to say maybe for the second time out loud, um, that other people will hear that I am a creator and I create things. I've created this podcast. Um, I've created a carved out a space for my voice to be heard. And there's so many reasons why the universe or other people, may push into your head that you shouldn't be doing something because it doesn't look like this. So all those things that I just read off a few moments ago around, uh, you don't have the right training or degree. What will other people think? Um, people are not going to understand what I'm talking about. And they're just going to think, I'm, you know, doing this to hear my own voice, or is it really going to matter in the world? And there's that, there's that, again, that conscious decision, I believe, that we each have to make for ourselves that what we do contributes to the world and what we are creating and putting out into the world, um, be it uh, in the creative, like artsy sense, the musical sense, the academic sense, um, it is important. It is valuable. It is reaching people. And if it hasn't reached people yet, you just don't know about it. Um, and we've, I, I've also decided that thinking about things on such this grand level, like is not always the most beneficial at the beginning of something. You don't know who you're reaching until you start to get into a practice of doing your creative work. And then people will tell you, there will be signs that you get from the universe that say, keep going. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And that can be by conversation. That can be how you engage with people after you've started a creative venture. Um, sometimes it's monetary. Sometimes you're going to get paid for this stuff, and that's great. Um, I think it's up to all of us to kind of think through those fears. Um, I'm a worst-case scenario thinker, so I think, like, worst-case scenario, I've been doing this podcast 10 episodes and not a single person has listened. And then I talk to some of the friends that know me in real life, and they're like, I was talking back to the, my phone because I, I felt like I was in conversation with you. Um, and then I can look at stats, but I don't look at them too much. And I'm like, okay, people are listening. Folks are sharing. I feel like people are getting something out of this because people seem to keep listening. Like the numbers are still there. So that's been an awesome, like, um, maybe breakthrough of the fear of sitting down and actually doing this, um, not re realizing I don't need to watch a, um, a YouTube channel or pay for an online course of how to hit record on uh, GarageBand 
and how to figure out how to edit. I mean, I did watch a YouTube video that was about four minutes of figuring out how to like slap the music on the beginning and end and fade. And uh, shout out to my homies on uh, the gayest show on birth that were like, oh, this is how you fade in and fade out music. So asking people once they once they've started something that you're into. So there's so much so many things that we can fear and so many ways that we hold ourselves back from really living and experiencing, um, which kind of leads me into my next um, I, uh, topic, which is going to be uh, talking a little bit about recommitting. So I'm just going to flow from one to the other, no breaks. So that's how I usually do it anyway. There's something there. I was on Instagram, Instagram this morning and I saw this quote. Uh, and so I'm just going to read it. I don't know who it's by. It was posted on the Christie show Instagram page, which is a, like a clean Christian comedian on Instagram. She says, and she got it from somewhere, but it's not attributed to anyone. It says, so recommit, recommit as many times as you need to your well-being, your dreams, your spiritual health, your workouts, or your promises. Recommit to your self-belief Failure is an illusion, and the idea that you can't start over will do nothing but keep you in a space of sadness. You can start over at any time, at any minute, and this one feels perfect. So with that, I thought about like, okay, so thinking through some of the fears that I have and how I haven't committed to moving through those or tackling them or writing them down or making that first little baby step to moving beyond that fear And I was like, there are some things that I both want to start and then to recommit to. And sometimes it's to recommit to thinking about it and stop myself from being afraid to even think about it and be afraid of like what success or not, but likely what success is going to come from that and, and pushing the side of this is what success should look like based on what other people have deemed it to be successful or have said, this is what success looks like, because you're the only person that can define what that looks like for you. So in that moment, when I read that, I was like, okay, there are maybe two or three things that I want to recommit to that I can concretely say. One that I already started right after um, the Thanksgiving, which is, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I am recommitting to um, getting back on Weight Watchers. I was on Weight Watchers. I started this a number of years ago as just kind of a jump start. I don't know if, I can't remember if it was like the middle, they were having a sale. To, so let's be honest. I didn't buy it like at its full cost. It was on a sale. So not that I buy everything on sale, but I was like, huh, if I'm going to do this, it's great to have a discount along with it. And so I got on with Bay and we both started and I lost, I think like 40, 45 pounds that first kind of go round of being on it being and working out. So it was a combination of changing the way that I um, engaged with food and the relationship that I had with food and then the relationship that I had with my body and dropped 40 pounds over the course of like six, seven, eight months. Right. And this was consistent calculating of points. If you know Weight Watchers, it's points, but then also coupling it with the working out and then which kind of sparked my running um, habit. And for a moment, it was a bit of an obsession. So I, I, I re-signed up for that. I'm doing that. This is the, by the time y'all will hear this, I will be in the start of week two. I am down a few pounds already, which feels great. And it's making me more conscious 
and thoughtful about what I, the food that I'm putting in my mouth and the food that I'm preparing at home and what we kind of have at home for snacks and things like that. So I'm recommitting to that. So I'm saying that publicly, which it's not a goal. It's a recommitment. My goals are something different that y'all probably won't hear about, but this is a recommit of something um, that is specifically for me. The second thing is I'm recommitting to running more. Um, so those kind of go hand in hand uh, with the mind-body practice. And I, I think the last long run that I had was in September maybe, and that was a 10K. Uh, before that, I had a, had a half marathon in uh, maybe sometime in the spring. And I kind of fell off on that by choice because I was like, oh, my body is fatigued. It's tired. I need a little bit of rest. So, but I'm ready to get back in that because I have, there's so much joy that I get from running the physical movement, but it also, it's one of those things that really clears my mind and I actually like it a lot. Um, I love getting the medals and the shirts cause they, um, they sit up on a wall, uh, on a metal rack that I got off of Etsy. That's super cute. It's grateful and blessed to be on this journey so I can keep my bibs and my medals, um, but I just, I love the fact that it helps to clear my mind. It gives me something to constantly work for. And I, I'm moving. I'm, I'm not really an outdoorsy person, but I, can, I would like to be outside while running. I don't want to just be outside walking around. Hikes are not really my thing. I'll bust out one every now and again. But I love how I feel with that. So I'm recommitting to signing up for more races. Um, I just signed up low-key for like two or three of them this morning. Um, for the, the to get into 2019. So I'm starting that early and recommitting those to myself because I know if I pay for something, I will prepare for it and I will do it. And then I'll post it on the gram every now and again if I remember. Um, so those are two distinct things that I am recommitting to. Um, <clears throat> and the th- there's a third one that I'm, I'm slightly in fear of saying out loud because I know that people that I work with listen to this um, show, which is fine. Uh, and I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the that fear thing around afraid of your peers and co workers coworkers will say if you express your personal truth out, out loud. So first of all, I'm not going to express my full personal truth because. Um, there's a bunch of folks that are not ready to hear that. And I, again, enjoy consistency and a steady um, flow of income from my paycheck and access to benefits. So let me be a space of gratitude for that. But the other thing that I will recommit to, as opposed to want to or need to, I will recommit to moving toward, actively moving toward my desires to transition out of higher education and into human resources full time. Um, that is my sweet spot. It feels good. It feels natural. It feels, um, like a a place that I contribute. And so that would mean a job or career change. And so I need to recommit to getting my resume out there and moving past the fear of, I don't have 95%, like my level of experience is at not at 95%. So I can apply because F that, um, and, if you know me, I have said many a time in person, and so I will say it on here, I'm going to work to move to a place where I am applying for jobs with the confidence of a mediocre white man. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that. So with that, I should be applying for all the things at all the places for all the roles. Um, so those are three things that I am recommitting to doing for myself. I know how to do them. 
I know what it takes to do them. And it's about recommitting to that, not in as ridiculous, crazy, I'm about to ball out kind of way and go just ham on the whole thing. Um, because I think that's where I, I move too, too intensely. So how do I, I have to figure out for myself, how do I temper that so that it feels natural? I feel in a flow and I can be consistent. I was consistent with that, but then I was tired. Um, most of the time when, when moving towards those three. And so how do I build those into my life as opposed to have those become my life? <clears throat> so think, I encourage folks, if you're listening, think about the things that you want to recommit to. And it is okay if you have done something and it's fallen off. Who gives a damn what the reason for it falling off with? If you want to restart and recommit, do it. Nobody's going to know. And if you have people who are like, oh, you on this thing again, then like kiss my ass and move on anyway. Find the people, the places and the support networks that are going to work for you and that are going to work in your favor. And then you will start to see the universe, people, support things rising to meet you where you're trying to go. And you'll become you'll find that you're in spaces or exposed to people, projects, things that are moving you towards those pieces of uh, experiences that you're recommitting to. So that's all I got for right now. Hopefully you got some nuggets around fear and recommitting. Feel free to slide into my DMs if you want to share any of the the fears that you have. And then some of the ways that uh, you can share the fear just as as a flat out, I don't need a, you don't want to respond like, hey, I just need to communicate my fear to someone else. Or if you want to dialogue about it, do that too. And we can go back and forth. And then think through the things that you want to recommit to and how do you want to do it? It can look different than the first time that you did it. It doesn't have to look the same. You can do something adjacent to it. Maybe you found something that I, re- I committed to this, but I only really like this aspect of that project or thing. Then just do that aspect because you can specialize. You can certainly specialize in one thing. So... That's it for now. I hope you all have a uh, a good few days until the next episode. Holla. Oh, I forgot. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Two quick things on both of those. Uh, you can listen to the show and share it on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. All right. Take care, y'all.